0: Hi and welcome to the podcast today. It is Thursday, June 29th. Um, something happening at the Strandhound tomorrow night. I, When I first read what was happening, I figured it was in September or maybe next year. Looks like it's tomorrow night. Um... My friend Mary Bilieu, formerly of the Blade, now the Jewish Federation of Toledo, Sunlight will be by shortly. Um, going to do one of our like uh, pod simulcast things. We're going to talk. Uh, she's going to be on our Community Affairs Show, Contact that I host Sunday morning. So that'll be the first twenty minutes of our discussion. Um, not as uh, no curses, in other words, it'll be a curse-free conversation. Um, Mary's going to talk about Jewish Film Festival, which, as you'll hear me say, I think is one of the best things the Jewish Federation does as far as like when there is a a series of things um, the lineup of movies they always get for this thing is a blast and in addition to the movie there's a certain kind of bar to lure you to this one I had forgotten it had been a moment since we caught up but uh, Mary won tickets on my radio show to go see Taylor Swift um, for her daughter-in-law who just moved back with her son Um, they moved from the Philippines where he was and they were stuck there during COVID and they just got back here and she, you'll hear Mary say, she is as big a Taylor Swift fan as there was. And I hadn't spoken to anybody in, in length, in detail. Um, I saw the pictures, but Mary gives a pretty good telling of what it was like and how electrifying it was. Uh, before we get started, as you now know, the... Metro Parks Retro Skate with Eric Chase is now public. I finally got my skating party. I'll ask that you do a couple of things. And and quite frankly, it's been, there's been a lot of shares. I've gotten a lot of friend requests and nudges from people that I don't know. But I, I expected that to some degree. Maybe not this much. But if you would, um, if you search Retro Skate, or anything along those lines on Facebook, um, if you click going or at least interested to the event, I would appreciate that. Um, I had said all along when we were planning this, you know, even if it's like me and 30 friends and we have a nice summer night, that's cool. It'll be a good start. My That, that to me would not be a, a letdown. That'd be a bit of a letdown because we're going to talk about it a lot on the radio for the next month and promote it a lot. Um, so, if not a lot of people showed up, I, I'd be a little disappointed. But my bigger concern is that there are too many people, where it's like a fire marshal kind of situation. Uh, as you heard last week, when did Matt? You no, know, Matt. Matt talked about yesterday when we posted this. Just how stunning the interest has been in Glass City Metro Park. Uh, first handful of weekends. Granted, we've had wonderful weather, but the interest has been probably more than they expected, as, as Matt had mentioned yesterday. Um, so if you'd love to be out there, I'd appreciate that. July 27th, we have an, a rain date, August what, August 18th or 19th. A um, couple other quick things to throw by you. If you we talk a lot about, well, I've talked about the music that I like, and it's kind of all over the place, but you know that I like. Um, at my core, I was always a dance music fan. Never called it techno. It was just dance music. And then EDM was a popularized term, phrase, acronym. 2008, 9, 10. And then in the the 2010s, um, the mega producers, DJs and whatnot that I loved in the 2000s became pop stars. David Guetta, Calvin Harris, the likes of that. Um, So this weekend on Q105, I didn't want to do a... Traditional throwback weekend where we just play a bunch of throwbacks, which is fine. But I wanted for a while. I've been wanting to do, do something like kind of dance centric weekend. So the alliteration worked out where it will be an explosive electronic Independence Day weekend. Um, so a lot of Calvin Harris, uh, some Avicii songs, um, all those songs, that uh, the Kygo and Major Lazer and like her turn down for what today? We'll put that on the electronic music that became so popular in the 2010s, which took people who normally would just like pop music um, and pop music and dance became one in the same and synonymous. So we're going to play a lot of those songs, a lot of ones that y- you Maybe I haven't heard for a minute, but you're very familiar with uh, the Zedd songs with Selena Gomez, stuff like that. But we're also going to go back, like in the 2000s when there was Cascada and Alice DJ and Sandstorm and stuff like that. And then go back and uh, throw in some some 90s dance tracks, which um, I grew up with. I The three that I'm going to name are not my favorites, but I can't go too deep. But Real McCoy, LaBouche, Hathaway. So it'll be a good weekend with that. We're going to kick that off Friday with A Dub. I challenged him to do a dance mix and he got, he likes me to challenge him. Last week it was Snoop, this week it was Dance. Um, next up, I did not know, I saw in the Blade today that Joe and Drew Hill were coming to the Stranahan. It looks like they're here tomorrow night. I think tickets are like 64 bucks. Um, I would say, I said when I was like 19, when I was in my teens and 20s and 30s, I was like, there is a middle aged soulful black woman in me because of all the music that I liked um, whether it was like the neo-soul stuff Maxwell and the early Alicia Keys uh, the down-tempo stuff uh, R&B I loved in the 90s was a huge Jodeci fan. Um in the mid to late 90s I fell in love with Drew Hill um, Drew Hill gonna be here I very much doubt Cisco will be here um, i even his albums his solo stuff was not great there's a couple of good tracks and I don't mean the thong song but some other ones that were on it incomplete was a nice ballad uh, but drew hill from these are the times to five steps in my bed the remix and one of my favorite songs ever um a phenomenal soundtrack song uh drew hill and there's a rapper on it i can't remember what it was Redman or somebody um from the oh shit shoot what's the Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan movie that one uh, you're screaming it at me right now um how deep is your love an uptempo track even though Drew Hill nailed all the ballads love so much of their music and apparently they're here tomorrow night here right now is my good friend Mary Bilyeu all right, well, here we go. I would like to welcome back uh, a familiar name, hopefully for, for many people, Longtime time uh, employee at The Blade, food editor, uh, lifestyle editor as well there, Miss Bill, you? Uh,
1: no, I did a lot of- uh, Features, features, stories, features. Living stories, but I, my title was technically food editor and features writer
0: and in the sunday paper uh you took up ha- it was the bill you blade but uh mary has moved on and is a place that is near and dear to my heart and to my religion um mary now works at the Jewish Federation of Toledo and you're uh the genial general outreach coordinator over there right
1: um one of them my my title is technically community relations programming specialist okay um which is which is a sort of a concise way of saying that I get to work in all the areas that that my pages at the blade used to show um I engage in interfaith relationships multi-faith relationships um I I get to to work on social justice programs um and and it's wonderful to have this opportunity to work with people I love and respect so much uh and to do such important work with them
0: Awesome. Yeah, they're, they're a great organization. Um, great people are over there. I I, I love our, our people. We are so welcoming. Um, and one of those things that we want to welcome people to, one of the reasons that you're you're here now is uh, the Jewish Film Festival, which is going on for a really long time. And I always found it, I, I knew that we, it was a good group when we had the Jewish Film Festival at, uh, at Lourdes, which is, is that a christian catholic university i always i, I can the
1: catholic university catholic,
0: yeah. catholic university but the jewish film festival is up with
1: the sisters R- of saint francis who are so wonderful
0: look at that welcoming all around uh we are recording yes. this on thursday june 29th we're already one film festival uh showing in but tell me about this
1: So this is the ninth Toledo Jewish Film Festival. I have the brochure right in my hand so I can make sure I don't miss any of the the important details. Um, Opening night was this past Monday, June 26th, but there are still, one, two, three, four more movies to go. It's going to be, again, on July 10th, July 17th, July 24th, and July 31st. So with the exception of the holiday weekend, all of the Mondays in July, you want to be at the Franciscan Center at Lourdes. For the jewish film festival we've got an amazing amazing array a little something for every taste
0: what what are those and, and i know that the programming is always good every year if, if you hear or see one that's not for you there likely is another one that will be featured that is for you so what are some of those that have been chosen to be uh, featured
1: so on july 10th at 7 pm they're going to have jews of the wild west is that a phrase that you're not accustomed <laughs> to hearing how about that let me read it to you. It says, widening the historical lens, this documentary focuses on an underexplored aspect of Jewish history, the role that Jews played in Western American expansion, but not just documentary style. They're going to talk about real life, the movies. They've got archival footage, photographs, interviews. Uh, it should be really, really fascinating. That's
0: the one that caught my attention because uh, um, overlooked, uh, undiscovered, every word, every adjective would be appropriate because I had never thought of it or considered it. Um, I, I know the the cowboy movies that my dad used to watch as a kid, I didn't see any of them wearing a the Star of David. So this fascinates me.
1: It, 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 absolutely. The, the movie should be absolutely fascinating. Um, there's also a nacho bar. If we can't get you with the excitement of the, the movie, come for the nachos. You know, we've got something truly for, for everybody on every night of this, of this fest. Where did the nacho, the week?
0: how does the nacho, sorry, how does the nacho bar fit into Jews of the Wild West at the Franciscan Center?
1: I, well, it's, it's Monday night, so it's not Taco Tuesday. So we decided we'd give you a different snack just got a it. little early. Okay. That? Yeah. I was not in charge of that part. I just think it adds to the fun.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what else is in the lineup?
1: Uh, the week after that, on July seventeenth, is Cinema Sabaya. This was Israel's official Oscars entry, and it is a heartfelt debut that brings together disparate Arab and Jewish women who learn self-expression and how to work together and overcome uh, personal and historical differences by working on documentaries. Hmm.
0: It's more of a serious entry so into the women, lineup. I'm sorry. More of a serious entry into the into the lineup.
1: It, it is, but there's there's a huge human interest. You know, we we hear so much about what's going on in the Middle East and how contentious and and you know frankly terrifying it can be. And and this shows that 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 people can work together. Um, they they can overcome differences um, in religion, in in history, in experience, all of these things. And, and these women work together, and it's just, it's supposed to be an absolutely extraordinary movie. It is in Hebrew with English subtitles, but that should not deter anybody.
0: Sure. And what's the food that you're going to lure people to with that?
1: I do not see a <laughs> snack listed there. So that one's a surprise. Come for the surprise. Okay, okay. All right.
0: <laughs> and then probably a couple more after that to wrap it all up through this summer, right?
1: There are two more on July 24th. You're a baseball fan, right? Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, you want to come see Israel swings for gold. So Israel's baseball team competes for Olympic gold, facing unexpected bigotry along the way. The team is comprised of Jews from all over, including Americans. But being for, for t- playing for Team Israel um, is, a, is a unifying experience. Um, and and it's not just all about the, the baseball. Um, a lot of the um, the experience took place during COVID restrictions. So there were there there are a lot of different facets to the story other than just you know field of dreams or, or bull Durham. It's it's a baseball story, a human interest story, um, and there's a candy bar, pun intended, mm. um, for your movie snacks that night.
0: You know, it would be more appropriate to do uh, not necessarily even like baseball, food, that you'd buy at the game, but like sunflower seeds and peanuts, things that they eat in the dugout so you can eat like a player. Um, I, every four years, whether it's a, like the World Baseball Classic or the Olympics or whatever, I do keep an eye on the, mm-hmm. on Team Israel because um, if you're any kind of a baseball fan, there will be some familiar names and usually yeah. these these guys, they, they might not be Jewish themselves, but they might have a relative and they revel in the opportunity to play at a national level like this. And it's always, sometimes they get a run going in them kind of like what was it The yeah, long time ago the cool runnings thing the Jamaican bobsled team yeah. they, they are definitely an underdog but definitely some familiar names as well
1: there are you know um, but but there are so many other human interest aspects to this story that even if you're not like a really diehard hard devoted baseball fan there, there is still a story here for you truly it, it should be a really remarkable movie
0: alright and one more after that right
1: Yes, indeed. Closing night, this is a big, big deal. Closing night is July 31st. They're going to be showing we are the troopers. Now, you and I haven't been in Toledo long enough to remember the the all-female football team from back in the 70s, Mm-mm. I believe. Yes, from 1971. Um, but so many people here remember the troopers. And they're going to show the story of this amazing, successful women's football league team. And some of the troopers are going to be there as well. Oh, so awesome. So that is an absolute, do not miss that movie. July uh, 31st at 7 p.m.
0: What's the connection to, uh, to Judaism with that?
1: Um, <laughs> or, or we're just showing
0: um, a good movie. <laughs> a good local movie.
1: They are showing a, showing a great movie, and they're also going to have um, the author of the book that the movie is based on, Stephen Guinness.
0: Excellent. So maybe Got that's
1: it. the Jewish connection. I'll be honest. I, I do programming, but I do not do programming for the film festival. So I apologize. I cannot answer that question. Who? I do, however, want to give some more pertinent information. Okay. So um, each of these movies is um, will be at the Franciscan Theater at Lourdes University. All the movies begin at 7 o'clock. General admission is $10 per film. Um, you can purchase t- uh, tickets online. If you go to the Jewish Federation website, org, there will be a link and you can follow that. Um, your snacks and beverages are all included. Parking is free. Really, what more can I do other than literally roll out a red carpet to get you right. there? You won't, you don't want to miss any of these.
0: When you say beverages, the adult yeah. kind or is it all like family friendly? <laughs>
1: I uh, again, you are you are stumping me. I do not know the answer to that question. All right, well, I was unable to go on Monday night, this past Monday night, opening night, so I cannot answer that question. I did not see for myself.
0: I I know you know um, who put this all together. I know I think the responsibility has has rotated in some years. So let's throw some love to the to the coordinator of all this.
1: Absolutely, we want to throw some love to to Halle Freed and her amazing amazing committee. Um, Sherry Majewski, Colette Lundberg, um, and several volunteers, they have watched movies, reviewed movies, um, consulted, debated, and, and, and truly made this an extraordinary event. They do a great job every year, but I, this, this year's really, I think it's just really gone beyond and above and beyond.
0: For sure. Um, the group, uh, the crew puts on great events regardless of what it is and we'll, we'll, we'll grab another one here in, in a couple of moments um, and then some other things that are coming up with the Jewish Federation. May I share with you my Jewish Film Festival story?
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, I don't recall... What the theme of the movie was? Maybe like a coming of age movie uh, in the in the fifties or sixties. Pretty pro, like stereotypical, prototypical, um, like second generation immigrant family in a big city. I, but I forget what the whole idea of it was. I do know that there was um, uh-huh. an adult an adult moment in the in the movie and you didn't you didn't see it because it was like it was rated pg-13 you didn't see it but you you heard things and um okay the people in in the theater you had different groups like i was still new and i was with like the uh the young J, young gen J, the people my age There were obviously as as you know there, yeah, are, pe- yeah, yeah. there, there are people <laughs> who were like 60 70 80 90 years old who come out to these things you have a, a wider a wide array of demographics so while Absolutely. we all um just kind of took it for what it was when this moment happened some of the older folks in the audience gasped <laughs> audibly audibly it it like you, you couldn't you could take the sound effect and put it into other movies in a kind of like a my word what is going on kind of way <laughs>
1: egads. Yeah,
0: egads. My gosh, the So, yeah, but no, you're you're right. Um I don't make it to a lot of these things, but the movies that are selected um of all the content that we get out there we the Jewish Federation bringing in authors and books and seminars and sessions, I would say like bit by bit the the movies selected for the film festival every year are are at the top of my list.
1: They, they really are. And and as, as you can see from what I described, and we've got sports movies, human interest movies, um, uh, you know, Cinema Sabaya has has some a, a bit of a political overtone to it with uh, the Israelis and the Arabs working together. And then there's just the complete like like a jaw dropping Jews of the Wild West. Really? Yeah, so, for sure. Truly, 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 you will you will have a great time if you come and join us.
0: And maybe uh, we'll 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 find the undiscovered, um, unmade movie of John Wayne, Bonanza, and Bill Finkelstein in the Wild Wild West. <laughs>
1: we'll just
0: have to watch the movie and find out, won't we? Um, we, we'll we'll keep it with the Mexican food, which is always a very very good idea in this Mexican food hungry town of ours. So from nachos to did you the burrito what?
1: It's called Burrito Blessings, Hi. and it's a new program that's starting up in July. And this, we're really, really excited about this. Stacy Willis, one of our social workers here at Federation, um, came up to me several months ago, soon after I started, and she said that when she lived in L.A., she used to do this this program where she would go and feed the homeless and people in need um, with, you know, hot, fresh, you know homemade burritos. And she wanted to try to get something similar going here. So the Federation is working with Grace Lutheran Church and Memorial Lutheran Church. And on the last Saturday of each month, starting in July, we're going to be um, distributing these made from scratch, handmade burritos to anybody who's in need of food, but also sending them off with a bag of sustainable foods and other uh, you know, other foods that they can take with them so that they have food to help them through the weekend because so many of the food pantries and soup kitchens and meals that, that might be available, so many are available during the week. Uh, so this is a free vegetarian burrito served warm and a bagged lunch to take with you, open to everybody. It's going to be held at Grace Lutheran Church at 4441 Monroe Street. Um, so that it's on the bus route, it's, it's easy to get to, um, and it's gonna take place, oh, the time would be good, 11 a.m. to noon on the last Saturday of each month starting July 29th.
0: Excellent. Um,
1: we would love to have people make uh, financial donations. Um, you could talk to Stacey about, about food donations, um, if, if there are ways that people want to help. Get a hold of Federation or or either uh, Grace Lutheran Church or Memorial Lutheran, and we would we would love to have all the assistance that we can get.
0: Uh, we don't. We have a very small community, the Jewish community, just a couple thousand of us. Uh, and just, yeah. is it one synagogue? Is it one and a half synagogues?
1: Um, no, we've got we've got three synagogues. There's there's the Reform, the Conservative, and the Modern Orthodox. We also have Kabad and we have federation we've got we've got a small but mighty community here
0: uh, I was going to say, you said we're, all these will take place uh, in partnerships with with the churches. So, like again, we can't be yes. um, very insular. We've got to work with other places. We already talked about having the film festival, at Lourdes. This is in partnership with some of the more popular churches more well known uh, religious churches in well churches in the area. So, again, I love that we're all coming together as a community across religions to help people out in need.
1: Interfaith relationships are hugely important, you know, we all want to take care of those in need. It's a mitzvah, which everybody knows the term bar mitzvah and thinks of, you know, uh, a 13 year old who is now a man. But the word mitzvah actually means commandment. It's a good deed. Um, and, and there is an expectation in Judaism that you will take care of those in need. It is not a choice. It is a commandment. Yep. And so this is the burrito blessings is a, is a, is a new mitzvah project with the Federation and, and our two, our two Lutheran church friends.
0: Last thing i could ask you, and we'll, we'll wrap up with this part of uh, our recording, um, talking about getting food into the community and people that need it and you mentioned that pantry a lot of pantries aren't open on weekends and there's certain restrictions can you talk about the pantry uh i forget it's not the jewish senior center or family center anymore it has a really long name that ben probably has memorized now but (laughs) (laughs) it's the building that's on the front of the road on sylvania go to that one um june used to be family services there's a pantry there and it's and it welcomes all can you tell me a little bit about that
1: I can. Um, You should talk to Hannah Lester sometime, she is the the pantry manager, Um, but I can give you a brief rundown. So it is the Jewish Senior and Family Services, it's JSFSS and I I get the initials (laughs) wrong and I get the names wrong all the time. We affectionately call it Jewish Family Services because we are here for the whole family, you know, birth to death, all ages, all of that. And so we do have a food pantry. It is open to anybody in Lucas County. You do not just have to live in Sylvania. Um, it is available by appointment though, because of course, you know, we want to respect people's privacy and people's dignity, but we also want to be able to give personalized attention. We don't want to have a lot of people bustling around and just feeling like they're being shuffled through. Hannah will make an appointment and she will she will help you out personally to, to get items that you need. we let people choose what they want, just as though they were going to, to a market. Um, You don't want to just be handed a bag of, you know, macaroni and cheese and some canned corned beef or something. If you, you can't eat that, let's say maybe you don't have a can opener or you're a vegetarian or you've got food allergies or, you know, whatever reason Uh, we want you to choose what you want, what suits your family's needs. Uh, We also have hygiene and hair care products. Um, It, it's, Hannah does an extraordinary job. I helped her with the shopping last week um, because she had 21 different appointments mm. for for families. and And I said, "Well, I've got some time this morning." Oh my God, Hannah worked so hard. I cannot tell you how hard Hannah works. We had three carts full, like packed everywhere. Both our cars were packed, and and she still made more trips to the store to make sure that families here in Lucas County have enough to eat because it's particularly difficult during the summer when kids are not getting breakfast at lunches at school. And our food pantry, if you come to the Sylvania Farmers Market on Tuesdays from 4 to 7, it's at Olander Park this year, um, we are going to have a table. We've had one the last two weeks uh, representing the food pantry and we will take donations of non-perishables. If you want to support the farmers and the produce that they grow at the market and then bring some of it to, uh, to us, We will share it with our families. Monetary donations are always, always good. The last two weeks I've been there and we've had the sweetest, cutest little shy girls come up and wanting to give us a couple of dollars to to help us out. Um, And I had one um, very contentious man our first week um, who heard me telling somebody precisely what I had just said that it's difficult for families when school is out because their kids are not getting meals at school and he said well isn't it a parent's responsibility to feed their kids and we went round and round and round and round he was telling me about food waste and i said food waste is not an issue with the poor people are grateful for their food food waste is an across the board problem in this country he just didn't get it i maybe he's you know he lives in in insular life in sylvania or you know his buddies have money um, but there is such such tremendous need in Lucas County and even in the the communities that you think of like Sylvania or Perrysburg that that are considered to be more affluent. There is so much need and if you can help us, look for us at the Sylvania Farmers Market and bring us a donation and support our mission to to feed people, uh, we will be eternally grateful.
0: You met one of um, the readers of your former employer clearly. Are you there?
1: (laughs) No
0: comment. <laughs> uh, I'll. I'm. Now we're, I'm gonna end it. Well, that won't be in in the uh, community affairs thing. But all right. Um, okay. Th- thank you. <laughs> that was sensational. Let, let's. You. We're gonna talk about the new girl. I like how you wrote it up. There was a peaceful transition of power.
1: Yes, we've had a, a, a peaceful transfer of power on the the Blade Food pages. Uh, four months after I left, Maddie Kapal, who is amazing, absolutely amazing, has 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 joined the Blade team. Um, she just graduated from Ohio State last month. Um, so we've got uh, a new person, a younger person, um, a non-Wolverine person, but you know what? I, I wish Ohio State well so that so that the, the big game in November is even better because I wanna take even more stuff away from them when Michigan wins. Uh, she's, she's smart, she's funny, she's enthusiastic, she loves food. She wants to meet everybody, eat everything. If you've got a food festival, if you've got a family recipe, if you've got a restaurant, you name it, you have a food story. I want you to get a hold of Maddie at the Blade. She she wants to hear it. She wants to tell your stories.
0: How did you connect with her? Because you have been you have been out of power for quite some time now.
1: Yes, my my reign ended in February. <laughs> My last stories ran the last week in, um, in January. Um, so I you know, keep in touch with people at the Blade and so I knew that they were interviewing, I knew that they had, um, that they had hired somebody and when we had our, um, our interfaith um, model Seder before Passover Federation hosted that, uh, Sarah Radin, the religion writer who is just such a joy, so curious, so nice, such a talented writer, she and I were talking afterwards, cause I miss her, we wanted to catch up. And, and she said that, that several of the younger crew at the Blade, um, the new generation uh, that's been hired in recent years had been in touch with Maddie to sort of welcome her and let her know that they could be good resources. And she asked if I'd be willing to, to talk to her at all. I said, absolutely. I said, you know, the, the previous food editors um, before me um, kind of bailed on town and, and didn't leave me any notes, any contacts, any, anything. So I kind of, you know, forged my own path. I said, if there's anything I can do to somebody who's, who's, you know, who's just graduated, who's learning Toledo, uh, cause she's from, is it Chillicothe? I know I'm going to mispronounce it. Ch- yeah. Chil- um, Chil- small town. Yeah. Coffee. Thank you. I knew I was going to mangle it. Um, and, and so, you know, she's here, she's new to the city, new to the blade, new to the adult workforce, all of this. Of course, I'm going to talk to her and, and offer her any help, any contacts, any assistance I can give her. And she's just an absolute joy. You have to have her on the podcast.
0: Maybe. You will love her. Maybe. I, she I, I,
1: be the, I will transfer. She gets the tiara now. I have to give up my tiara unless you buy a new tiara so that she and I can each have one. I got
0: it. I, obviously, your your word carries great weight with me, but I, I got to read her stuff first. I want to see what she's up to.
1: Her first story appeared just this past Sunday.
0: What did she write and about?
1: She wrote she wrote an amazing story about a local man whose whose family is Lebanese. His mom was Syrian, and he told his story through her his mom's recipes through. Through these amazing um, spices and memories and food memories and meals, and and so she, she wrote about the book and about him and about and about the cuisine, and and she worked with your favorite Phil Kaplan. Oh. amazing pictures. Gave her some pointers on how to do the plating as they move forward, um, so that so that that she can make everything look just as amazing as it as it is. And they they made a great team. It's a great story. I was so proud of her and so impressed at how well she did Good. right out of the proverbial game. Good.
0: I'm trying to dig it up now, but I can't. So I will look at another time when we're not recording. And I, sh- I should just have her on as, as as like a a therapy session, knowing that Welcome she's to uh, she had to work with Phil. <laughs> or Cranky Phil. She
1: got on. She she and Phil got on great. They did. The pictures are amazing, so you can tell right from there that, that they have they have good teamwork.
0: Good, um,
1: yeah. And I, Phil knows so much about food, about the restaurant scene. He he will be a great mentor for her as well.
0: Yeah, she's uh, she's got good leadership there, good good guidance, good mentorship. Um, I look forward to reading what she has because I there are very few people that read the Blade as much as I do because I want to disseminate that information that people either actively avoid or don't know where to find. So.
1: You are one of the Blade's biggest champions, which is huge because the 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 people who write it and who lay out the pages and do the graphics, all the people who put that work together, they they work so hard and they are so committed to this city and and to Northwest Ohio and to readers and making sure that readers are informed. Whether you're interested in politics, whether you're interested in food, sports, whatever, they the the, the, the the blade staff is there for you and, and thank you so much for championing championing them. It meant so much to me when I was there and it means so much to me that you continue.
0: I thought you were going to say it meant so much to me when you reached out to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we met over candy corn.
0: We did. We so did. Candy
1: corn will always have a special place in my heart now.
0: um, What else did you want to ask or, or tell me?
1: Um, I have to tell you about the Taylor Swift concert yes, because I yes, won yes,
0: those yes. tickets from you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Put that on the podcast so it's out there for for posterity. Because that, the, I, I, <laughs> there have been very few crapping of my pants moments in my radio career. <laughs> um, I, don't, I can't rank them. I can remember some of them. I'd rather not. But you winning, me picking up that phone and going, hi, Q105, and you going, "My my caller 10? And the little person in my brain going, oh, shit, that's Mary. This is going to look awful. <laughs> now, I, I, my anxiety is getting the best of no, me. No, no, but-
1: in, my, uh, in your defense, I want to remind everybody, in case anybody is, is thinking unkind thoughts, I had specifically asked you before you were giving away those tickets last fall, is it kosher if I try to call because I'm on the podcast regularly and we're friends and you did not give me those tickets. You did not you know, do anything untoward. You made me sit through two hours of football and God knows what other <laughs> songs you were playing so that I, cause I had to wait for the right song. And so it was the Monday and I sat from three till about five o'clock and and the, whatever the song was, I forget if it was Antihero or what, came on, and I had the the phone all set, and I pressed send, and the phone rang, and it rang, and it rang, and it rang. And I said, Oh crap! I'm too late. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to do this again tomorrow. And not to disparage all the songs that you guys play, but in particular, I remember Put Bill and I kept reminding myself, I'm doing this for Lily. I'm doing this for my daughter <laughs> a lot because I'm not a Pitbull fan. And and all of a sudden, you picked up. And you said hello, and I said, "Oh my God, it's you!" And you said, "Oh my God, it's you!" And then you told me I won, and I thought you were kidding me, because when I told my daughter in law, who is like you think of the Swifties, she is she is the number one force in the Swifties. She um, and she's from the Philippines, and you know there's a lot of a lot of poverty, a lot of not a lot of opportunity in the Philippines. So she had never had an opportunity like this. And and I told her, and I started sending you the texts with all the tears and the and the hearts and the and the joy and the tears and the because she just was so 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 excited, and I wanted her to be Cinderella at the ball. So we stayed in a hotel um, in Detroit. It was just lovely. Um, She was so excited to see Canada across the river because in the Philippines, you know, it's what seven thousand islands you look across the water, you see the Philippines right here. She looked across the water. There was a whole new country. Yeah. Um, And and we took the people mover. So we're elevated and she's going all through downtown and she gets to see all kinds of cool things. Um, And the concert, Oh my God, it, it, it meant every, I'm going to start to cry. It meant everything in the world to me. She was, she was just, you know, crying, just overwhelmed to be among 60,000, mostly women, at this extraordinary event, and and she knew every word of every song, and she's singing her heart out, and and of course the friendship bracelets are a big thing. At all everybody's showing up with arms full of friendship bracelets. She had made some um, for me, so we're trading all along. There was this amazing, you know, woman power of just this force of sixty thousand women. Um, who are united in in having grown up with Taylor Swift and being able to relate to her songs and the force, the power that she is economically, socially, in every other way? Um, Sixty thousand women singing and cheering and and but the thing that was so interesting too is of course there's a line to get in Ford Field, there's a line to get to the to the merchandise, there's a line to get bottles of water, but. Everybody was so congenial and Good. making friends and Lily's making new Facebook friends as we're waiting in line. Like it was just from the 40 songs to, to her joy and just the, this like truly the most amazing night of her life um, to, to just the whole spirit of everything. I, I, I will never be able to thank you enough and neither will she.
0: Somebody, some cynical podcast listener, and there really isn't any. They're like, hey, guys, listen to this. One of Eric's closest friends is saying she did
1: everything you to get these tickets. Yeah, got it.
0: Um, how are I, the-, I, it was,
1: it, the... The universe was in our favor, truly.
0: I have questions, because I've had friends who have gone, but it's mostly been... Um, <laughs> I haven't asked them like n- little nuances of the experience. Um yeah. So it was 3 straight hours long which is awesome. So I can't say, I can't say that she gives you your money's worth. I mean you got your money's worth because your tickets are free, but for what some people paid and I I I get it. Um I mean this is this was truly a lifetime experience for some people you have mentioned like lilies but for many others who have saved up who knows how much and went through who knows whatever hardship because taylor swift has probably caught you talked about you know how that country is poor in a lot of ways a lot of people are poor now because yeah. of what they paid to go see taylor swift um how how were the seats where did you sit oh my
1: um we were in, if anybody knows Ford Field, we were in section 217. So it was sort of like a mezzanine, right. not the ground floor. In fact, the ground floor would have been, you know, you think, oh, you know, that's, that's where you want to be. You want to be right in the action. But everybody was, was level there. And especially the closer you were, you were kind of looking at the base, the walls of, of the set. Um, so we were elevated in row five right on the aisle and there was just enough of a slope that you could see over everybody it wasn't as though everybody stood up to cheer like at a michigan game and then you can't see anything unless you're looking at the jumbotron you could see everything from the big screen and and there was this amazing whoever produced the show oh my god um and and this point where at one point she dove into like a trap door in the stage and then a video showed her as though she was doing the breaststroke and swimming back to the base. And of course, you know that she's under there changing her costume before she comes out again. But still, it was such a novel way of of doing that and still keeping people engaged with that. But but truly, we could see the the whole the whole stage, the whole set, the whole experience, and. One thing that I thought was really interesting, do you remember when the when the Toledo Museum had the Kusama exhibit and the infinity room where you had to buy tickets and you got one whole minute in this sort of mirrored yes. room that had all the little sparkly lights everywhere? Yep. We were all given bracelets that were timed to, to, to go red or yellow or blue or white or whatever. And so you're sitting there in the stadium surrounded by everybody else with 60,000 of these kind of going off while the music was going and I it, it, it brought me back. It made me think of that Infinity Room. It was this really immersive experience. It was so cool.
0: When was it the loudest?
1: Um and th- that's hard to guess because they were they were pretty loud, but the sound was really good. It wasn't like like if I go to the movies, like I want to wear like five sets of earmuffs because I just feel like my head is being assaulted. Clearly, the the it was loud in the stadium, but but the the balance was good. Everything was great. They they start with a with a two minute countdown, and then there's this image of a clock, and the screen sort of fades and opens up, and probably probably when it hits zero, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the smog is getting to me. I've been coughing a lot lately. Um, when the, um, when the clock hit zero was probably the loudest, because okay. you knew it was going to start.
0: When, when, did, <coughs> when did, did, so sorry. did people wear diapers? When did people go to the bathroom?
1: I don't know when anybody went to the bathroom. <laughs> I didn't see anybody leaving. I, I, I bet. Uh, maybe one or, maybe one or two people you probably
0: could have like closed the concourses w- during the show. And it was probably like, you'd see tumbleweed blowing through it. It's probably one of like one of the quietest places in all of Detroit, just an emptiness in the concourse. Cause nobody wanted to leave their seats.
1: Oh no, nobody, nobody wanted to, um, and she, you know, she, she, she worked, she, you know, to, to, to quote Donna Summer, you know, she, she worked hard for the money. She, um, she put on a full three-hour show, 40 songs, um, uh, she played acoustically, she engaged with the, with the audience, um, they all felt like she was talking to her, to, to them individually, um, you know, and if she had sneezed, you would have seen that she was out of sync with whatever was going on, so like she was participating in this, she wasn't just phoning it in pre-recorded like I was really impressed like I liked her beforehand but I'm really really impressed now
0: a year ago would you have thought you you were going you'd ever wind up at a Taylor Swift concert describing this experience as you have
1: it never would have occurred to me (laughs) never would have occurred to me I didn't think I was going to be the one going I thought my son would take her and then I would get to babysit my grandson um and then Lily invited me to go with her um and it was I, I it was so wonderful to be able to share that with her and and give that to her I do have to say though that, that we ran into a young couple, and this guy had had a shirt on that I just I still laugh about. Um, Hi, it's me. I'm the husband. It's me, and I just I had to I had to tell my son about that because that was almost him.
0: What was uh, what was the worst part of the experience? Even if it was still okay, what was uh, the head shaking moment of the night?
1: Um. I don't know. I mean, really, it was, you know, the the weather was good because, you know, we had to walk to the people mover, take the people mover, walk to the stadium. Um, You know, you worry about, you know, crowds and I mean, I grew up in New York City, so I'm not dissing Detroit. Uh, But you know, you worry about crime late at night, Um, two women, but of course, we're walking with the crowds. Um, We could have been poured on and had to deal with umbrellas or getting soaked. Like just everything worked out perfectly. And I have to say that as Lily and I were walking from the, um, the people mover stop to Ford Field, she kept looking around and saying, I've never seen so many beautiful old buildings. She said, I love Detroit. And I told her there used to be a campaign decades ago because people said so many bad things about Detroit that they said, say nice things about Detroit. And I said, I want Detroit to know that you are saying nice things about it.
0: Yeah, 20 years ago when I first moved there, nobody would have said that. Because all those builds, no. buildings were just beaten up and beaten down and um, so much has come alive there in the last couple of decades. Um, let's wrap up. I'm glad you shared that with okay. me so I didn't have to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: You would have had more fun than you think. Uh, I, I don't... I, but not as much fun as those 60,000 other people. A,
0: a thousand percent. A thousand percent. I just... Concerts are not my thing. It's just there's too much commotion and whatnot. Um, Excuse
1: me.
0: I have uh, I, I'm. We're doing a, a big simulcast of the Mommy Perrysburg fireworks on Monday. And I... I mm-hmm. hate... Hate fireworks. Hate them. I am... I have a... Um, some old neighbors of mine from downtown they're, they are they got married or getting married, and they're just having a wedding party reception, and it's at the Blarney uh, uh, space that they have next to the restaurant.
1: I'm not—that's a great space.
0: I'm not going. Um, I just don't want to deal with all the fireworks nonsense. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, not my thing. I,
1: I, you know, uh, I'll be honest. I know I, we're going to sound like real curmudgeons I'm—I'm not a big fireworks fans like you know if I can see them like out my window that's great but you know like the thing blows up who isn't that pretty the thing blows up Who isn't that pretty it's like okay the thing blows up isn't that pretty been there done that seen that <laughs> does that make me sound terrible no no I, 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 I the mosquitoes and the smoke and like I'm coughing from all the smoke in the air I don't need to be there and having things blowing up and smoke you know making me cough too
0: you've you've seen fireworks once you've seen them every time because i don't know if they have changed in several centuries so um
1: but i mean more power to the people who love them i don't want to take any of their fun away in right. fact they don't have to worry about about you and me being there and spoiling right. the fun they can yep. just celebrate.
0: I'm one less. We're we're two less people that you have to fight through to find parking or to get back on the Tarta bus right. or to get a good spot or something like that. So, um, all right, good to catch up. Thanks for uh, Jewish Film Festival stuff. And uh, I'll her name's Maddie. Maddie. Okay. I'll. I
1: will send you some all of the contact information. Okay. Cool. All right. I'll talk to you soon. All right. That sounds great. Bye. Thank you so much, as always, for inviting me. Of course. Bye.